Why, hello there. Welcome to Biblical Chili. Why don't you follow me and I'll find a place for you to take that load off. The boys are just about to start. If you've been here before, welcome back. But if this is your first time, let me fill you in on a few details. You see, we speak openly about the Bible and our daily walk with Christ. And it's our continuing prayer that everyone that walks through those doors grows a little closer to Jesus every day. And I tell you what, you came at a great time too. The boys are walking through the entire Bible from cover to cover, one story at a time. Speaking of stories, we'd love to hear yours. So why don't you tell us all about it in that box below called comments. And after this is all over, if you like what you heard, on the way out, there's a button called subscribe. It's red and it's got a little bell next to it. Oh, and tell your friends. Oh, 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 here we go. Here, here's a nice seat right up front for you. Now you sit down and get comfortable. And I'd like to sit here and talk to you and get to know you better, but that was the door. I got to go. Those boys better get the lead out and get going. This crowd seems restless. I'm coming, I'm coming. Order up. Where we left last time, Jacob was leaving. And, and Laban had caught up with him it's like he's out tending the fields and he's like where is everybody where is everybody <laughs> caught up with him went and, and, and shuffled through all of jacob's stuff looking for an idol wasn't there made the watchtower they they blessed it and left so now uh we're in chapter 32 of genesis jacob prepares to meet esau jacob also went on his way and the angels of god met him when jacob saw them he said this is the camp of god so he named that place Mahanaim. 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 So, so hold on. The, the angels of God met him. Why wasn't there like a conversation that happened here? Like it seems like they just kind of like showed up and they're like, hey, see you later. Well, maybe Jacob oh. sent the people away and nobody knows what was said. Yeah, but I'm sorry. If you were more like Jacob's been a coward for most of this. Okay. He, he just broke out of that coward shell, standing up to his dad or his uh, his, uncle. His, his his uncle father, his fa father uncle, uh, I fa father in law I, uncle, I, father, I, I, <laughs> the man who taught him how to really trick people. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> but what I think is really cool in this first verse, they don't freak out about it, and they say angels of God met him, and he really hasn't been like conversating with angels. I'm wondering if he recognized them from his dream. Recognizes the angels? Because when he had the dream at Bethel where Jacob's oh, ladder right. and the angels were descending and the angels yeah. were, were, were uh, ascending up and down the ladder. And here it says he saw the angels of God met him. I never, never picked that up until just now. Carrying on, um, Jacob sent messengers ahead of him to his brother Esau in the land of Ser, the country of Edom. He instructed them, this is what you are to say to my lord Esau. Your servant Jacob says, I have been staying with Laban and have remained there until now. I have cattle and donkeys, sheep and goats, male and female servants. Now I am sending this message to you, my lord, that I may, that I may find favor in your eyes. Does Esau legitimately not know that he left and went with Laban? Doesn't look like Up it. to this point? When Jacob left, Esau left too, and he went and found families with... The Canaanite women and... Yeah, with Ishmael. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah. He went, he went to Ishmael. Let's look at the flip side of that, too, because Jacob left with a blessing. And he went to From his, Isaac, his dad. From his, Isaac, his dad. Okay. And he went to his uncle-in-law, or his his, uh, his uncle, his mom's, his mom's brother. 
he went to his uncle there. Ended up being a servant there for his wives, for uh, Laban's daughters. Esau also went to his uncle. He went to Ishmael to do the exact same thing because he's not blessed. He was just going over to marry one of the wives over there and has probably been living the same way as, as Jacob has. The way they used to write even in the founding fathers of America is always your faithful servant, so-and-so and so-and-so, even if they were a person of title. You know, instead of like regards or respect, right. it was always, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm your servant. But at this point, and we haven't quite hit this yet, Jacob is afraid. So I'm certain that he is playing his own role down. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, like he's I, I'm your servant. I, I am. You know, I, I'll do whatever you want. He's he's not trying to puff himself up because I, I'm certain that would just spark the, the anger all over again. And so he's got that anxiety already in him. No one. Knowing what he did, knowing the, the terms that they left on, and, you know, Esau was out to kill him. You know, and so um, verse 6 here, when the messengers returned to Jacob, they said, We went to your brother Esau, and now he is coming to meet you with 400 men with him. Sounds like a party. I think he peed a little bit right here. <laughs> He's like, 400 okay, men? Okay, so wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so... So he's uh, so the so the servants go over there. They're like, "Oh hey, Esau, how you doing? Yeah, your brother's coming over here. He's your servant. Yada yada. Okay, see ya. Oh look, look, yeah, you got four hundred men ready. Oh okay, okay, all right. Well, well, we'll go tell Jacob. And then he just like takes off. Like, was the message not clear that he was not coming here to, like, you know Slaughter what I mean? The whole like, town, my four hundred men on horseback. Was 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 the servants not clear to Esau that this is not? He's not like a military ruler coming in to take you. It's also his brother. You got to think about the think about it this way too. All right, I got a brother. You know, we got brothers. It's his brother that he hasn't seen in like twenty years. You know, and he he he's not going to take a servant out and and show him. Look at these are the four hundred people I'm coming with, and he says, "No, go tell your master that I'm coming for. I'm, I'm coming to see him, and I'm bringing four hundred guys with me." You know. <laughs> So I, I don't know. Oh, so uh, he, well, he I mean, just, I'm sure there's some animosity still with Esau. At some, you know what I mean? Like, there's probably still. Oh, he's coming! Oh, I've been waiting for this day. I'm trying not to spoil things, but that's what Jacob thinks that there's animosity. Verse seven here, in great fear and distress, Jacob divided the people who were with him into two groups, and the flocks and the herds and the camels as well. He thought if Esau comes and attacks one group, the group that is left may escape. Now, Jacob's not going to, like, show that he's frantically, maniacally trying to divide this. He's wanting to still, you know, serve his role as patriarch and leader of his troop. So he doesn't want to seem too scared because if so, that fear will then go to feed the fire. Yeah. And and then he would lose handle on everything. Um, Then Jacob prayed, O God of my father, Abraham, God of my father, Isaac. Lord, you who said to me, go back to your country and your relatives, and I will make you prosper. I am unworthy of all the kindness and faithfulness you have shown your servant. I had only my staff when I crossed this Jordan, but now I have become two camps. Save me, I pray, from the land of my brother. Save me, I pray, from the hand of my brother Esau, for I am afraid he will come and attack me. And also the mothers with their children. 
But you have said, I will surely make you prosper and will make your descendants like the sand of the sea, which cannot be counted. He's calling on, he's calling down promises. And I know you mentioned that earlier about that. This is the Bible being written right now. He's claiming promises, but he only has one, doesn't he? Yeah, Phil, you're going to ride with that one promise. He's like, Lord, you said my descendants would be as many as the sand. I'm letting them go first. Okay. Well, there's two. He's been promised with his descendants of the sand, and that if I let, if I leave now, you'll be with me through this. So he's like, all right, listen, you said that if I left, you'll watch over me. And you said a while back that my descendants would be as numerous as the sand, and right now I only count 12. So I know that you're going to follow through with this promise because you said you would. Right. But he also calls specifically on the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac. Instead of like the fear of Isaac like he, he uh, swore on in the last earlier, chapter. Yeah, yeah. But he also had a shift. Like earlier, like just before this, an episode before, we talked about how Laban was coming after him basically. And God told Laban in a dream, hey, you know, Chill. Don't don't talk ill. Don't talk good about him. Just go there. Don't you touch this kid, right? There was a shift, I think, in Jacob's demeanor. He actually, you know, they both erect these little monuments. They talk about it. They have a good time. They have dinner. He kisses his kids goodbye. Okay, boom, they split on good terms. It's like he's got this, uh, this, this attitude, like good attitude, you know, like this confidence, this courage now where he can step up and step out. And he knows God's going to be with him because God just saved his rear end, quite frankly, from Laban when he was leaving. So now up here in verse 13, he spent the night there. And from what he had with him, he selected a gift for his brother Esau. 200 female goats and 20 male goats, 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 female camels with their young, 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys and 10 male donkeys, and a partridge and a pear tree. (laughs) question though so before that he says he split his group in two is this all from one group or is this like it's gonna have to be it's from the group that he had with him so there's still even more because this is just the gift like i'm like i've been trying to sit down and write how many animals up and this is like over 300 something animals just like he's like here well yeah okay so it says here so back in seven it said so so jacob was greatly afraid and distressed and he divided the people that were with him and the flocks and the herds and the camels into two companies and then he lodged the night there so it sounds like he split them but they're not Mm -hmm. sent off yet nope so it sounds like everybody's still in the same vicinity so he he hand picks out the, the the flock that is sticking with him and the rest he's divvying up here in, in verse 17 he instructed the one in the lead when my brother esau meets you and asks who do you belong to and where are you going and who owns you all these animals in front of you then you are to say they belong to your servant jacob they are a gift sent to my lord esau and he is coming behind us He also instructed the second and the third and all the others who followed the herds. You are to do the same thing to Esau when you meet him. And be sure to say, your servant Jacob is coming behind us. For he thought, I will pacify him with these gifts I am sending on ahead. Later, when I see him, perhaps he will receive me. So Jacob's gifts went on ahead of him, and he spent the night at camp. Okay, so I want to make sure I get this picture correct. Because in in 17 he says, then, every drove by itself right after he goes over the 
200 female goats, 20 male goats, 200 ewes, 220 rams, 30 milking camels, and their 30 babies, and then their 40 cows, then the 10 bulls. So he's so each one of these, it's going to be their own separate company. So yeah, their own group. Yeah, so it's like one, two, three, four, five. Is that how many? How many servants? Is it like cows, camels, goats, sheep, or is it like girls? I think, and, like, that's I, I think they're all broken up into animals because it sounds like, and he commanded the first one saying this, and then he commanded the second, the third, this is verse 19, the second, the third, and all who followed the droves. So, so that I'm uh, like, as I'm writing this down, I'm, ass- I'm seeing at least five big groups, and I'm assuming that. I'm just taking by logic that they're not all coming one after another. So if Esau is going to meet to meet Jacob first, all of a sudden here comes 200, 200, 220 goats. And it's like, Oh, hi, where are you from? We're from your, we're from your servant, Jacob. He's all like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Ta-da. And then keeps going. And then another group. And you're from and, and then... for being <laughs> and for being Jacob's older brother. Let's see what we have behind door number one. It's <laughs> two hundred goats. <laughs> Part of it was he wanted to give Esau that that time to cool off. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh wow, he I got just I just got a gift. Another one, another one. Why is Jacob here again? Yeah, because he's going to actually go, oh, this is a gift from my brother. He's going to stop and probably look at the flock and go, hey, is my brother there? Or is it like, is one of these guys that actually, just because it's probably not going to be one shepherd with like over 200 things. You're going to have a couple different guys. Oh, maybe. So you're going to be like. Although he does say and commanded the first one. So maybe, but man, that would be terrible. 200 goats with one guy. Right. Yeah, I I don't know. I I tried to do five in a pen, and it didn't really work out. (laughs) So, no, that's a good point, though, because this would have caused, and I don't want to say confusion, but it would have caused him to... Slow down. Right, turn his head twice. So, continuing on here in verse 22. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives and his female servants and his eleven sons and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all of his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was was wrenched, and he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, What is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, Please tell me your name. But he replied, Why do you ask me my name? And then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place uh, Peniel, saying, It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip, because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. 
and we, we've talked about this in, in previous episodes, this is another instance of what's known as a Christophany. And we brought this up in several instances where it is, and just so, so there's clarity here, a Christophany is when Christ himself shows himself before he was Jesus. It was, it was basically the son before he was Jesus when he came down and, and you know, saved us from our sins. Came, came down as a human, maybe, maybe put it that way. Yeah, because Jesus was in the Bible in the beginning of the, beginning of the Bible in Genesis. So right. People need to know that Jesus is in the Bible. He just, what, he just didn't declare himself as Jesus in the Bible right, and, until right. the New Testament. Why do you think, and I have my own opinion on this, but why do you guys think he, he started wrestling with some guy? Because it sounds like he sent his family off and he was just standing by the riverbank praying or just being solemn and being like, okay, God, something's going on. And then it just kind of like jumps into this, oh, yeah, and he started wrestling some dude. Why? Well, to me, obviously, like I said before this, I felt the fact that he's been scared the whole time. He's actually been scared. So I'm wondering if the fact that his faith actually straight came down and actually fought with him not to actually leave because no one else is going to know the fact that he just dipped out and actually went across the Jordan again and then left and then went back to his uncle where he's actually safe. Oh, you think he was retreating? Or he could have been. It doesn't actually say that. That's what I'm just assuming. Like the fact that he, like his... No, he, he basically his whole family was there and he's like, yeah. he splits off the two parties and said, you go here, you go left, you go right. Yeah. Like, he still has a good group of people that he could just go, okay, I'm going to leave instead of facing forward. Why do you, why do you guys think he, he just started wrestling? His life must have been filled with that kind of... I'm not saying he had angels every single moment of his day or, or the Holy Spirit talking, but he must have been more used to... The biblical holy things must have been common to him. I'm saying that he must have, because he sent his family away. So I think he knew something was going to happen. So then why wrestle? If, if, God, if God himself is coming down to talk to him again, a Chris, Christophany, yeah. Christ is coming yeah. down, talk to him, why wrestle? Because he, he wanted the blessing. Okay. So you think, think it, was, it was for like I think a... he wanted, because if you look, he, want, he wasn't going to let him go until he had his blessing. Okay. And it says it right there. He's like, All right. He's no, like, no, you're right. right. It, yeah. it does. It says, you know, the day break. And he says, nope, I'm not no. going to let you go. No, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> I don't want to die. You <laughs> saw, you got to bless me. And I think that's it right there. From the time he left, he left afraid. He left because his uh, his mom told him to, to Laban. From the time he got there, he had become a servant. So he knew all he could do was serve. And then God talked to him again and said to leave this place. So now he is starting to develop this relationship, this powerful faith with, with, with God, because Laban then comes up to him, and Laban, who is notorious for having, or, or known for having false gods, comes to him saying, all right, your God, or the God of Israel and God of Abraham, talked to me and said, I can't say anything good or anything bad to you. So now this is more evidence coming to Jacob from not even his own source. It's coming from Laban. So now he is like, okay, that empowered him a little more to stand his ground and yell at his, his father-in-law. And now he is facing yet one more adversity, which is um, an old skeleton. He's got to go face his, his twin brother that he's wronged. So now he is anxious. He is scared. And he sent everyone ahead. And now he's wrestling with his own thoughts. He's wrestling with his own feelings that 
Christ and Christophany comes down here and um, is now wrestling with him. It's It, it might not even been like a, a spoken thing. Like he could have just, just started into it. And I know that when I was tested for my, my blue belt for uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, they, they want you to tap out because if you tap out, then you don't really get to achieve your, your, your blue belt. You have to keep pushing through. You can't give up. And so the fact that he was tested saying, look, it's daybreak. You can leave if you want to. I, I've already dislocated your hip. What, what, what else is there worth fighting for? And at this moment is where he draws the line in the sand saying, this is the kind of person I want to be. I want your blessing. It's not, okay, if you'll give it to me. Now he's going to fight for it saying, I really want it this time. This time I don't want it because my mom wants me to have it. This time I don't want it because my brother gives it to me. This time I want it because I want it. I want to be the one that doesn't quit for you. The one that won't tap out when things get hard, even though now I got this this, this limp, but I will persevere. And so I think that's why he was wrestling. I think I think you're right when it comes to the end. I think that's why he continued wrestling. I don't think that's why it started. Quite frankly, put yourself in his shoes. He is he is literally convinced he is going to die. I'm telling you that right now because look at everything he's doing. He knows he is going to die. Like in his heart of hearts, he knows he's going to die. He was just sitting there or standing or kneeling or whatever. Christ came behind him, probably tapped him on the shoulder or was trying to get his attention. And I think he just engaged thinking it was Esau. Truly. I, and that's, oh. that's what I believe because think of the fear because, and even outside of this, 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 this word is it, most of our Bible say wrestled, right? Or some say attacked the Hebrew word we're talking about here is, is, is a similar word for embrace. We're not talking about think a high school wrestling, like one hand here, one hand here. Okay, go. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a grapple. You are just, you are holding on for dear life. I mean, imagine holding on to the son of God for dear life. And I think you're absolutely correct. The whole, re like, I think he started wrestling and he realized something was different. This is the middle of the night. He's scared for his life. He's scared for his family's life. All of his, all of his riches, his, all of his certain servants, which I'm sure he loves. He's freaking out. He just snapped. Like you were saying, there was a change in him from that moment before with that whole Laban thing, there was a change in him and he, he found out there's somebody there, the, after his, especially after his hip was dislocated. I mean, imagine just somebody going boop and dislocating. He knew something was different. And that's when he said, okay, whoa, this has to be God. Just, he didn't want to let go. He's got, this is my birthright, not for the sake of riches or money or the fame or the title. I want this because I want to do something with it. You are the one, God, who made me these promises. You are the one. And he was calling that out, saying, bless me, bless me. I don't want to be this anymore. And that's why, obviously, we see the very next thing is, what's your name? My name is Surplanter. My name is Deceiver. My name is the one who, my name is Trickster in the English. All of these names are relevant for Jacob. And then he goes, oh, no, no, no. Your name is now Israel, which, is, which means the one who has wrestled or talked to or conversed or engaged with God and prevailed. Not prevailed over God, but prevailed with God. Well, We're talking about this oh, this union that's happening with Israel. Yeah. So in my Bible, though, he says, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God. Yes. But here's the thing, too. Go I, ahead. It hit, and with men. Yes. And have prevailed. 
I, I want to get back to that name though when it yeah. says like everyone says wrestle with God but like the fact that it also says with men and have prevailed God right. Jesus Christ said that to him it's like hey you've wrestled not just with like God but also the men you have prevailed so you're no longer going to be this little trickster this little person you are coming into the, your own like you were talking about hey just re- if you're wondering who you are remember your name and he's gonna live with that limp and it's going to affect him and the only way that he's gonna prosper now is by relying on god the one that that uh that said you know gave him the injury the one that popped his hip out of his, his shepherding days were over no more trying to chase down those lost sheep <laughs> reuben go get that for me would you please <laughs> So I I think my last my last uh, thing with this is, and I know this is going to be silly, but we really when we watch those movies, even if they're cartoons and they're silly or whatever about these stories in the Bible, we really have to understand context because you're right. Like think about the the movie like I, there's one called Prince of Egypt or something like that. Yeah. And or no no was it Prince of Egypt? Just Prince of Egypt. It's the cartoon version. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. like a cartoon version, and it was a Prince of Egypt or something like that. And uh, anyway, and it, it was about Joseph going into the. Anyway, in the movie, Jacob seems to be getting around really well, but he should have been on crutches. He should have had a cane or been limping around the whole movie. I'm just saying. I say this not for it's it's not for something ridiculous. I'm saying. We really have to understand the context of what Scripture says compared to what Hollywood is trying to portray. You know, you know what I mean. And I, I know that's it's a moot point, but it's just. I, I mean, also if you actually the, to bring up and solidify your point, but if you think about it, when Jesus drags the cross, a lot of people are just like, he's just going, "Oh, this sucks." But no, like there's a lot more damage to him than he he was whipped. He was yeah. bleeding like all over the place. He was he was dying right like, there. You like he's legitimately gonna go right. My one parting uh, thought on this is that he refused to tap. He, he refused to give up. And one thing that I learned even on the mats there is um, when things are heavy, if you can still breathe, if, even if there's a lot of pressure, if you can breathe, then you're not in trouble. So many times do we, do we give up um, just because there's a little bit of pressure, because we're uncomfortable, because we're not in a, a spot where... Um, we feel like we're in control, and it's so easy to tap out, to, to quit. But just like Jacob here, there's something worth fighting for. There's something worth giving of himself for this this faith, for this blessing. And th- the same kind of, of blessings will be given to you if you guys just see through what God has planned for you. And with that, guys, this has been Tom. This has been Sully. This is Israel. And this is Justin. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you next week. Well, hello, everyone. Now that this is all over, I hope you had a great time. Now, listen, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I'm closing up. And the boys gave me this note to let you know you can get a hold of them on something called Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, podcast, podcast what are they fishing for whales listen folks just look up biblical chili anywhere i'm sure you'll be able to find them out there and until lord willing we'll see you again may the lord bless you
Goodbye.